All right. Welcome back, guys. This is the uh, beginning of cycle two. Isn't it crazy? Fourth recording. Uh, I guess I'll just get right into it. Welcome back to MFAers on such and such. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the Danish girl. How? But before we get into that, how's everybody doing? We are now in week, at least week four. They say it's going to be the apex of the the virus in the U.S. this week, so it's kind of a oh, scary really? time. Yeah. So I didn't know that. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. I'm I'm doing okay. Uh, I'll start off real quick. Um, we had a campfire last night with Ryan, and we kind of talked a bit, and he's gotten me on this like. He's going to try and keep me on track for this, like, routine, right? So I woke up at 9 o'clock, worked out for a half hour, did a voice warm-up, actually. Did a couple monologues and did some research and stuff and kind of getting ready for this. And after this, I'm going to, you know, work on a on a scene, you know, dive back into the, the some of the books that we have and kind of take the time that I've been focusing on video games and, like, repurposing <laughs> it and, like, doing video games as more of a um, reward for the day instead of... The first thing I do, wake up, turn my DS on. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. So that's that's kind of where I'm at, but I feel good. You know, I've already showered. It's good. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, I'm Joshua Sturt, MFA director. I don't know how long we have to keep doing that, but um, I'm here with my my good, good, good dear friends, uh, Brandon McPherson and Caleb John Cushing. Hello. Um, go, I guess go around the table, introduce yourselves, and check in, Brandon. You can go first. All right, I'll go then. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm Brandon. I'm an MFA actor. I'm from Toronto. Uh, and yeah, I'm doing all right. I mean, trying to keep motivation up during this whole quarantine. But, uh, you know, it's getting more and more difficult. I did go in a deep dive on Tiger King again in the last few days. So that's <laughs> been a, a massive part of my life, which I'm sure will come up plenty throughout this podcast. But uh yeah, I'm doing all right. Um, you know, some have some auditions to tape and things like that, so at least I have some work to do. Good, good. So that's nice. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, just some general audition stuff, which is which is nice. But that's about it. What about you, Caleb? I'm uh, Caleb John Cushing. I'm an actor, writer, and filmmaker, and I will not rest until Joe Exotic is free. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you hold on. You believe that he's been set up, huh? Joe Exotic is innocent, and he's our nation's greatest treasure, and he must be protected at all costs. Speaking like a man who would have voted for him as president. Absolutely would have. <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, if Bernie doesn't get the nomination, and it looks like either way we're fucked, I'm just going to write in Joe Exotic. Yeah, I was going to say, he's definitely not a Democrat. So. <laughs> is, this, is, this where, uh, is this where I say that's not a vote for the Democratic Party, is a vote for Trump? Is that where I... <laughs> But you don't care. I mean, it, the Democratic Party is. I don't. I don't consider myself a Democrat. I consider myself like a liberal person, and the the, the Democratic Party of America is very moderate center, and yeah. they I, are <laughs> spineless, and they refuse to, you know, take action. Like they've allowed the Republicans to whittle away like our democracy and our freedoms, and they refuse to fight against it. Bernie is like would be the candidate to like fix a lot of the systemic issues in our country and the DNC is like fucking him over again. And so no, I don't want to, I don't want to vote for either. I don't want to vote for Biden. I don't want to vote for Trump either. And like New York is going to go blue no matter what. So like, I might as well write in Joe exotic. <laughs> <laughs> 
True. Yeah. I mean, you're not. Gonna, you're you are one little speck in the forty-seven percent who just didn't vote. So no. I, well, I'm usually like. Oh, I feel like that's a call out. I don't know. What did What did you say? I'm Josh? gonna I'm gonna start doing like hashtag forty forty-seven percent or something like that. Like all the people who like are sitting here complaining and like it's rough. And then like what was it that year? Because everybody assumed Hillary was gonna win. That forty-seven percent of I don't know if it's our demographic or if it's like the entire United States didn't vote. I mean, most people don't vote, which is insane. But also, yeah. they fucking make it hard to vote. They That's close true. polling places. They gerrymander districts. Like you know, it's ridiculous. Oh, but we yeah, don't have yeah, to. Yeah, we we can we can <laughs> have a whole thing about this whole thing. But I just I just feel like you know every daily briefing and everything that like you know you kind of see you know with uh, tr- President Trump like checking in with everybody. It's just like this. Like yesterday, him like stopping the the scientist. The expert Fauci or Fauci, however you pronounce he's it, like, yeah. Because he's like, uh, no, he's already answered the question. It's like, but it's just like things like that where I'm just like, bro, <laughs> people are dying, but it's okay, it's fine. Um, <clears throat> anything else, Caleb? How are you? Like, how's your dating life? Uh, my dating life is is <laughs> good. It's uh, good. You know, I've, uh. I've been I've been writing uh I've been writing Joe a letter every day. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh, does Dylan know about this? If Dylan finds out, Caleb, you could be shot, like literally. That's okay. They don't I, care. Dylan, they, don't Dylan, care. Dylan, they carry guns. Dylan and I have an understanding. I provide yeah, him with Dylan meth. Doesn't... <laughs> Dylan <laughs> he leaves me alone. Does not seem like an angry person. He seems very calm. Yeah, Dylan's true. a sweetheart. He understands. Yeah. I just I give Joe things that Dylan can't anymore. <laughs> Like my, uh. with my young supple body. <laughs> wow! No, I'm doing good. I also showered this morning, so that feels like a victory. Um. Isn't it crazy? Like that's that's kind of the thing. Like after this, you know, obviously I'm gonna do some more RT kind of stuff, craft stuff. But like, I could literally like sit down and like be okay to just chill for the rest of the day because I I worked out, I showered, recorded the podcast, I'm like. Had my coffee. Yeah. I guess I'm pretty much good. Yeah, totally. I uh, yeah, I'm working on a I'm working on a short film, so I'm in pre-production right now. I'm teaching myself how to storyboard. It's really cool. So oh, cool. yeah, hopefully uh, that'll get. I mean, it's hard with like we were on like a certain path, and then like coronavirus happened, so everything's getting kind of fucked up. So I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm trying to stay productive and and work on it slowly every day. You know. Yeah, definitely. I, mean, I even yeah. Go ahead, Brandon. That's that's kind of how I've been trying to think about stuff. Is like they have an opportunity here to bank work, or to bank yeah. at least having things for when you get out. Like I'm trying, to, just trying to have things ready. You know, edit things at like when we are out of this, we have a lot of of things banked to do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I, I, part of the conversation I was having with Ryan last night was that, you know, this is it's almost like a, a needed break for me in the sense that like, the last three weeks I've kind of indulged in my nostalgic video gameplay and tv series and just kind of like i've read plays i've done zoom things like i did a reading with you know Juanita in the group um unfortunately my internet like cut out three times so i had to quit it but um that was fun for a little bit and like i enjoy that stuff but i also know that like when i when i was in the city working my three days at the bar going to the studio a couple days a week and just having my schedule every week the weeks went by so fast and before you know it it's been like two months and you're like what have I really done to pers- like to like give me another notch up into the in this industry or this you know whatever for my artistic self? Like, have I p- actually put the work in? 
you know, and the answer, the short answer is no, because, you know, I go and observe actors at the studio. I, you know, go to work, observe people like, I, you know, I don't even work out, though. Like my Mondays are where my days off. And like I kind of gave myself that excuse, like it wasn't reading plays. I wasn't, you know, doing any of that stuff I needed to. And now that I'm kind of, you know, last night and then today, I'm just like, no, you know, put the work in. Like, you have all of this time. You've taken your break. You don't know how long it's going to happen. You owe it to yourself to, like, dive in for, like, four hours a day and just do some do something towards it. Once that four hours is up, then you can do whatever you want. But it's yeah. refocusing that obsession that I have with, like, tasks. Like, for instance, like, quick tangent, I started a new game in Pokemon Ultra Sun or whatever, but before that I wanted to, like, lay a bunch of eggs and put them into the bank or whatever. If you guys know that whole system. And I literally spent five hours doing that because it wasn't <laughs> anything that I had to think about. It was like from like 11 p.m. to like 3 a.m. I was Jesus watching, Christ. you know, Adult Swim, like Toonami and stuff like that. And like, you know, I, it was funny. The anime was going on. I forget which ones were were on. But like Ryan comes out. I'm like, I'm pretty I'm probably doing the most Japanese thing I could ever do. Playing Pokemon and watching anime. Like, I don't, you know, but it's like. Ryan tells me, he's like, you get obsessed with these tasks. And it's not the fact that, like, video games, it was like, I had a goal in mind, and I was going to go to bed. I, once I was done, I was going to go to bed. Like, and that's the kind of person I am. So it's like trying to, like, how do I refocus that into actual things to help me be better as an actor, an artist, a creator, and stuff like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's, like, my journey now. Sorry, that was, like... <laughs> A huge thing. I just wanted to say that up though. It's been on my mind for the last. No, hours. dude, that's totally fair. It's, it's. I mean, that idea of making the things that you're obsessed about the things that are going to help you. You know, which is like yeah. something that I struggled with for a long time. When we were talking about this last time. I'd finally got myself in a position where I felt that way all the time, and then now it's like, okay, well, you can't do shit. So it's like, I definitely understand what you're saying. Yeah, totally. I totally get it. I feel well, like even with... that. Sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Even, you know, um, I'm like trying to write random stuff, poetry, novels, you know, scripts and all of that. But it's just trying to trying to do anything and like get onto that same mindset of it being a task and like having to get it done. You know, have something have something completed seems really important. Yeah, uh, you're accomplished, you know, something for the day. mm -hmm. Yeah, just try to use as much time productively as you can. But also it has been nice. I agree. Like the first week. I just didn't like, I was just like on vacation, you know, <laughs> but, cause if it does feel nice to be able to take a break. Um, but then like, yeah, you have to make sure that you don't stay stagnant for too long, or at least I have a problem with that. I can like, whenever we were on breaks from school, I would just kind of, you know, really like not do anything. And, uh, right. because there's no, uh, end site to this, it's a little more important, I think to, you know, stay productive and, be creative and in, and flex those muscles because I also don't want to go insane, just like yeah. <laughs> sitting in my room alone, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, Friday well, Friday night was the first night where like Ryan and I were sitting in the living room watching whatever was on TV, and I'm going to the channels and I'm like, I'm not inspired to do anything, to watch anything, to like I'm on my my computer playing a game. I'm like, this is boring. Like, what? It, it finally hit me just how bored and how exhausted the things were you know what i mean like used up all my uh all my like eagerness to just sit in bed you know yeah well that's I good just, though. i just can't sit anymore you know it's good it's very good well but, yeah 
No, it seems like it's just it's just craziness. It's all insane. It's a yeah, new but world. Even, even if you wanted to like do something, right? Like, you know, Caleb, let us know if you want to like just if there's anything that you're 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 workshopping. If you just want to do like a Zoom thing and like read, you know, just to kind of like hear, because like yeah. here's the thing about like making stuff too is you know, watching all these movies and TV shows, I'm sitting here going, I would love to just, like, I wish we had, like, a big house that we all had to be quarantined in, that we could just, like, shoot the shit, fuck around, and, like, make something on iPhone 11, you know, or, like, do a simple, because I've been watching these shows that are very two-camera oriented, or, like, very easy, like, long shots, and it's, like, how easy would it be to have somebody with, like, a, like, a steady hand or something, or, like, a tripod, essentially, and just, like, film like just film stuff and just fuck around with it right like yeah. but we can't because we're all separated in our own fucking houses <laughs> yeah exactly buildings, it's, it's you know it's uh it's it's frustrating it's very frustrating because that, anyway. that's exactly it like if i if i was like if i had the money i'd be like let's all just rent a house in the middle of nowhere and do exactly that <laughs> and film for fucking 12 weeks you know Except so, that yeah. we're in different countries, and that we're legally not allowed to do that. That's the only reason. <laughs> yeah. It'd actually be oh, illegal oh. at that point. <laughs> illegal and the fact that I'm broke as shit. So two reasons. Yeah. Okay, so two, two small things <laughs> that we yeah, can over... Just gotta we can figure just out how around, to get yeah. past those things, and then it's all good. Well, I don't know, this might be... Um, a... <laughs> yes, <laughs> sorry. sorry no, it's bullshit. Uh, you can go. It's not like you actually had something well, to you, say. It's like what, what Josh was saying about like having having very little motivation when watching stuff. It's been so hard to pick what to watch. Like Tiger King was a great distraction. And then I started watching season five of Peaky Blinders, which got me way too excited for acting and all of that. So I was just like, oh fuck. Like I just want to be out auditioning and working after watching that. So it was a big bummer. Yeah, yeah. I feel you. I've been like watching a lot. Like I just got the Criterion channel. So I'm watching a lot of like classics, trying to like look at it, like uh, doing research and stuff. And- yeah. Trying to like inspire my own stuff, but yeah, I, I I agree. When I watch like more contemporary things, I get a lot of like, "fuck, I just want to do, I just want to be working," you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I did. But, uh, yeah. It's funny. I did do. I did watch uh, Miss Americana this weekend. Right. The Taylor Swift <laughs> documentary. Sure. It was nice. It was interesting. I how do you feel her, about? Uh, how do you feel about the? Because uh, I know it was in the news like last week. She like finally released like evidence of her side of like the kanye call because remember how kanye west like kind of like put her on blast yeah yeah yeah. but i guess now she finally i don't even understand really i they're both well so yeah the originally like uh kim released the video of kanye talking to taylor on speakerphone about asking permission to essentially have her in his new song or whatever Basically, what ha- the, there's a bar that he has in one of, or he had at that at the time was his new album. It's like a couple albums ago by now, but uh, in the song "Famous," um, he goes like, "I feel like me and Taylor might still have sex. I made that bitch famous," referring to the MTV yeah. Movie Awards thing, where he like right. took the award from her and was like, "Beyonce is the best music video of all time." Um, and then so. Taylor, I think like Taylor tweeted out something or was like, you know, I don't feel like, you know, comfortable being referred to as a bitch, <laughs> like in like the most like popular hip hop album of the year or something <laughs> like that. And then Kim released a video that was apparently Kanye on the phone with Taylor 
and kind of she she that it the video seemed to imply that she was like giving her consent and like was like yeah this is like a cool line it's a cool song i don't care and then but it, it, then it was like years later where like last week taylor finally kind of like released her side of it being like actually that's not what happened and i just don't understand why it took literally years <laughs> for this to happen what what was it what what was it i don't know do what no, no, i haven't there? I, it's oh, hard you just to, say it was. You say she let it. Oh, okay. You hadn't actually listened to it. I I don't really care about Taylor Swift, <laughs> but wow. I just realized it was in the news. I thought maybe you, since you're a fan, you had a a, a okay, take on that's it. A, that's that's a really strong term for uh, someone who saw something that was not a limited series documentary <laughs> and was curious about her lat like the time before she came out with Lover. The album lover um okay i thought you were a fan that's all i didn't mean to insult uh, you no i mean i like i know <laughs> popular songs but like i only have two albums 1989 and now lover because i wanted to actually try and listen to it all the way through um but i wouldn't call myself like like a fan fan like her i mean she it's it's one of those things where you, see, you hear a lot of music that you know you listen like that were that was popular like when you were like in high school and like i remember some of her earlier stuff that was really popular that was kind of on the radio and stuff and you kind of hand to her. She still sounds the same. Not she doesn't sound the same. She like her her uh, her style and her tone is the same in terms of her music and stuff and lyrics. But no, I did. Anyway, <laughs> I just I mean, wanted to <laughs> say something I had, I watched, uh, But I admire the hustle. I mean, she was a country singer and then realized that's not how you make money. And then she became a pop star, and now she's one of the most popular well, pop stars then, in the world. <laughs> yeah, just I like. Definitely up there, for sure up there. And I'm a fan. You like her she's music? Not, I mean, she's a good-looking woman. She I like everything that's going on there. I, I can't say that I've ever heard a Taylor Swift song that I was like, "This is good." <laughs> but I feel uh, like every girlfriend I've ever had has like been obsessed with Taylor Swift. Well, that's fine. That's her demographic. That's <laughs> yeah, that's her demographic. Yeah, uh, no, and then and then therefore, like I've heard all of her songs, and I enjoy them. I'm a fan. Yeah, I see. Ryan, I got a little discussion though, because like if you look at what her parents have done, like what their careers were before Taylor Swift became Taylor Swift, it was like her dad's like a lawyer, worked for a law firm. Her mom was like a like a hedge fund or whatever. Like it was like a they they were they were wealthy before, and Ryan's just like I hate how they like try and paint this, you know picture of her like you know coming up from nothing and things like that i'm like and it's funny because it depends on what lens you watch documentaries through because i saw the trailer before i watched it and i knew kind of what they were angling at about it wasn't about like her start it was more about the year between redemption uh whatever the last album was and her year where she literally like when they just completely just hated her and like the industry just completely drug her through the mud and she just disappeared for a year that's really kind of what it was about and when she became more political or whatever, outspoken about that. And so we got in this fight of where, like, you notice celebrities or notice people who are famous. The va- the majority of them, or more than, you know, they're not the minority, obviously, but have had parents that have had the resources to be able to support and give their kids those connections to... I'm not saying she's not talented. I'm saying because she still had to work for it and she still had to show people that she could sing and be a singer and an entertainer and a pop star. But it did help that her parents at age six could give her a good guitar, give her the lessons, put her in with the vocal coaches, and have the money to spend on her career. 
You know? Yeah, of course. I mean, like that's most artists. I mean, like, I don't know, particularly in the music industry, I think you're really hard pressed to find people who genuinely have come from like nothing, you know, yeah. like, it makes me think that we have to like work even harder, even like the three of us, you know, it's like, we don't, I don't have a, like a parent who is in the industry who can put me in the room with that producer that can give me that one small role that'll lead to another, you know what I mean? I don't, yeah. I don't know. Why that. do you think, yo, why do you think I get so fucking mad when like Lucas Hedges and Timothy Chalamet are in every fucking movie, you know, like, <laughs> cause you know, there, it is different, you know, when you, when you come from relative privilege and you have like, you know, you don't have to worry about like fucking like succeeding because you can just you know you have these connections from when you were fucking five and it's not their fault yeah. you know it's not their fault their parents no, are who they are you know so i try i try i'm, I'm mostly kidding but it, it, it does get frustrating I, right we have to we have to work that much harder yeah i mean i don't know um yeah i mean look i i, I i'm a little hard pressed to to jump in on this conversation because you know i'm very very lucky i wouldn't have been able to go to the actor studio without a lot of help and you know uh I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't have any connections that help me in the film world, but I certainly, you know, would say that I'm on the side of having more help than others. And it's, you know, it's not the easiest thing in the world. But again, I don't have any connections in the film industry that help me. So, but I mean, still, yeah, there's, there's like, a difference you between, work, you know, though, like, like, yeah, like pardon, you didn't have like, pardon? you didn't have like a, you didn't have like a, like an uncle who was a casting director and like, you know, you, you know, <laughs> no. was like, Hey, Steven, no, meet my fucking nephew. Not. Can you put him in your movie? Like, it's different. Like, you know, like there's a difference between like, but I was, you know, I was able to go to school and, you know, be able to yeah. focus on that and in a country where I wasn't allowed to work. Right. So like, you know, I was in a very fortunate position, but now it's yeah, on me. Totally. It's all relative it's just, though. Yeah. is what I'm saying. No, I don't think either yeah. of us are trying to make you feel bad. You know, no, 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 no that's I'm not what I, that's like, not what I'm saying. I'm just trying to offer a separate perspective. That's all. Sure, yeah, no, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. No, I totally hear you. Um, but obviously, like the the having a casting director, uh, <laughs> you know, family <laughs> member would certainly be helpful. I'm sure. Yeah, well, that's the other thing too. Is I know that like if I was in that position, I wouldn't be like you know I wouldn't be complaining at all. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I mean, look, it's 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 every industry. You take what you can get, right? The whole thing's a fight. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's um, yeah. Well, guys, this, that was that was a great start. Um, Thanks, Josh. <laughs> yeah, really interesting. I feel like one of these episodes, we're just going to literally spend an hour just going off on some topic and have to yeah, like redo the episode. <laughs> no, I, I think that's to... the most interesting stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's no, no time be... frame. We can this can be as long as we want. So true. Um, but to the task at hand, the Danish girl switching. You know, transitions are hard. Um, Speaking of. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, shit. Right. I didn't, like, realize. Aha, I'm punny. I'm so punny. Um, um, do we not Do we not want to quickly talk about Rebooted? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, Rebooted. Speaking of, like, making short films and trying to create on our own and stuff like that with our friends. Yeah. I thought it was it was charming. Also a little heartbreaking. And, like... I totally and like the ending totally was that was that was that nice little like uh, I don't know how you would call it if it's like a technical term for it but like the I don't know I, I like the ending in terms of him the monster getting his like scream you know what I mean yeah <laughs> uh, well basically I just to set it up um like oh, I yeah, think sorry. last last week at this point uh, so there's this there's this young guy in Australia 
named Michael Shanks, uh, who is a part of this group called Late Night Films. And I've been a fan of his work since like 2008. He used to, there used to be this uh, website called The Escapist Magazine. Uh, and he had a web series on there and uh, then kind of, you know, got very, you know, he did a couple of like YouTube videos, got very like relatively like internet famous. Uh, but now he just makes short films and he released one called Rebooted, uh, which is the story of uh, like, you know, what, uh, what's it called? Jason and the Argonauts. There's like that, that famous like stop motion yeah. film from like, oh, wait, like in the 70s, 80s. I don't even remember when it came out. But no, he's it's so way like, before that. yeah, way before that. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> like really, really early stuff. Um, Harryhausen, Ray Harryhausen, uh, animation mm-hmm. style, and uh, the skeleton who like fights Jason. Uh, he's like a stop motion creature, and like the the short movie is about him, like trying to like make be, make it kind of like as an actor, as like a monster in like the current <laughs> like entertainment industry, and just how it's like very frustrating, and how he's like you know like outdated technology, and he can't catch a break. And I agree, Josh, it is very charming and, and cute um, and just like technically like flawless and well done and really creative. Yeah. From like, yeah, very... I love just the fact that like he gets all, every si- single side that he gets, just the raw, you know, <laughs> <That's> a... <laughs> and he keeps he going up against like the, the same monster. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I thought it was like, and it was so easy, like having the, the T-Rex on the animatronic um track or whatever the wheels and stuff and like having like this like the like the aqua monster kind of skin like the suit to be its own creature the different like animation styles there was like the 2d there was like the 3d like rendered uh the the like the suit the rubber suit uh the animatronics it was all it was really cool it was like an avengers style team up (laughs) yeah yeah even that just that whole bar that they're all at is fantastic just yeah. having them all there chilling. I was like, I love that idea. Uh, it was just a really good idea and really creative. And I encourage everyone to, to check it out. And and it is, it's like a little like, you know, yeah, just make stuff. It, it's really inspiring to yeah. me, you know, just like make, if you have an idea, just like make it, just like make it work. And obviously exactly. he's, he's had like experience and he's very good. Like the effects are like very layered and very complicated and they look great, you know? So it's not easy, but it, it is, it's like, you know, uh, he just made it. He he had an idea and he and he did it, and it's awesome. Yeah, I think that's great. Uh, it's so well done. I love when he goes into the, like the the shooting of the reboot, and it's the guy in like the green screen costume and all that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's so <laughs> well he gets so mad. <laughs> um, yeah, I definitely feel that. I definitely feel like sometimes I'll go to these auditions and you see the same people in the rooms, yep. <laughs> and it's it's you know really accurate you know portrayal of how frustrating yeah. that can be. But yeah, at well, the end, he finally gets a scare. Yeah, and he like has a little smirk on his face, like looking out the window of the subway, and I just find it so. It's just it's yeah. The what is that term called when you get something at the end that you um the payoff was good, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, The payoff, (laughs) the dichotomy, the the dichotomy. (laughs) No, just kidding. Speaking (laughs) of dichotomy, (laughs) oh boy. (laughs) Um, cool. Like, well, like let's get in. So I last last episode I requested the Danish girl. Eddie Redmayne and oh my god, I had her. What's uh, what's the lead Alicia actress? Vikander. Vikander, yeah. And it's about Lily, um, who is a painter artist with her wife Greta. Um, but it's a story essentially the transitioning uh, from going from Einar to to Lily. And back in the it's set in the nineteen twenties, 
um, based off a book called The Danish Girl from the early 2000s, which is loosely based on the, the autobiography of Lily called, uh, I think, Man into Woman or something. Uh, let me see. It's her, it's her memoirs, right? Yeah. Uh, God, I had it right here. Anyway, I'll, I'll find it when you guys, if one of you guys are talking. Um, but the reason I brought it up, because when we talk about the craft and we talked about characterization and especially with us going to the actual studio drama school, I thought it, was, it would be a very interesting conversation about uh, masculine versus feminine, whether having like a cis male play a transgendered woman, you know, and like there's a lot of these little different topics that I feel like we could really touch base on, but also, you know, even like the way it's shot and how everything, you know, it's very stylistic and things like that. So um, I guess starting out, we can just do general. Uh, yeah. I've, I've, I've seen it before. Um, this was the first movie that I I have seen that I, that's been requested. So I want to hear from um, you guys first what you guys thought. Yeah. As, as somebody who like hadn't seen it before, um, had a pretty solid idea of it. Obviously, there was, you know, she won an Academy Award for it. Did he win as well? He was Did Eddie nominated. Redmayne win? He was nominated. Okay. That was the um, year that, um, 2015 was the year that, oh, fuck, I remember because Brie Larson won for Room and Mark Rylance won for The Bridge of Spies for supporting. Who won for Best Actor? I don't remember, but he didn't win. Don't remember. Was it Leo? Was that Leo's year? For The Revenant? Mm-hmm. Oh, it might have been. Yeah. I think that but was the year Leo won. They were saying Eddie might have had potential to do two back-to-back Best Actor. Yeah. Because he won the, the year mean, before with the theory of everything. Yes, yes. He, uh, I mean, like, they were they were fantastic. I loved that it was, mm, there was such a focus on their relationship. Um, I thought it was, it, was, it was a beautiful movie. Everybody in it was incredible. Um, it was shot beautifully. I was just sad at the end. That's all. <laughs> I was just like, oh, man, yeah. this is very sad. Like, very, very incredibly well done movie. I was just like, ah, oh, now I want to go watch more Tiger King because I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my, that's my, like, beginning thoughts on it. <laughs> Caleb? If it was in uh, Denmark, then why did they all have British accents? I well, also had yeah, that thought. Sure. I'm glad that you brought this up. <laughs> Everybody's British in the movies. <laughs> no. Um, so obviously, like, that's just a funny, like, because they did the same thing in Chernobyl, where they were all supposed to be, like, Russians. Yeah. Speak. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. it doesn't really, it doesn't really bother me. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I didn't like it at all. Oh, okay. Sorry, up thought it was uh not good and not well done and we can get into uh everything you know i don't i don't want to like you know i want to hear what you guys have to say for sure but i uh i really didn't think that it was uh very like respectfully done at all and i'm interested to see what you guys where you guys kind of came from it i went into it i had never seen it before either um this was my first time checking it out i definitely um have had this like un un uh, unreasonable like I don't even I don't I don't think I don't think I dislike Eddie Redmayne I wouldn't say that but I I've never been impressed by him like to the degree of which like everybody kind of like you know said they were like blown away by his like Stephen Hawking and by this movie and I, and I thought they were like fine mm-hmm. but I've never been like floored by a performance from him and if in in a movie have that you like seen, 
Have you seen him in the Harry Potter movies? Uh, I saw the <laughs> I saw the first uh, Fantastic Beast. I didn't see the second one. I thought it was okay, but he said he has the same face. Like he's got these we like have- we- glassy eyes, and his mouth is big, and it's in the same position in every shot. It was wild. <laughs> I don't know. I- I'm not the biggest. I-, I don't think he's that good. But like, oh, it's fine. Whatever. If you guys disagree, no, I was surprised I wanna- that like Alicia Vikander won. I was like, really? Like, I didn't think she was bad either. But up against like the women in that category from that year, like Kate Winslet, like especially, mm-hmm. I was surprised. I think she did a good job, but I, I wasn't like blown away either. You know. I think what. Um, I, it's funny cause like you can always nitpick or you can always like, you know, there's a whole thing I was reading that, you know, Eddie Redmayne can't physically grow beard. So, so he's always going to have that, his young boyish face. Like he literally, he literally yeah. can't grow a beard. So, um, but it helped what I, the reasoning why I chose it wasn't, I think it's more of a, the craft aspect of it and maybe the, the pseudo politicalness of it. Um, I thought would be interesting to uh to discuss because what I what I took from it, uh, first off, the shots beautiful. Everything looked the, the like the interior of the apartment looked like a painting. Like because they're both artists, they're both painters. One's landscape, yeah. one's uh, Greta's more of like a a human figure uh, model kind of painter. But like everything just looked like a painting and like the the shots of like the architecture and the long shots and the way they framed, you know, there was always this repetition in it, right? You can like stylistically, it was very pleasing to me. Yeah, I mean, like the the production design is definitely the best part. I agree with you that it looks gorgeous and I, I enjoyed the aesthetics of the world it created. And I also loved the score from Alexander Desplat. I thought the music was great. Um, mm-hmm. but to me, I felt that, uh, it was very much like the Hollywood sanitized version of a story like this. Like it, it seemed to me like it was like created as like a, a vehicle to like win awards and to like make like people in Hollywood feel good about themselves for supporting a movie about trans people. And I felt that the actual subject matter was kind of like, handled a little strangely and they also like if you i don't know i was researching like some of the trivia about this movie and i felt like they kind of like (laughs) took out a lot of like the complexity of the characters and the stories and made it made it more mainstream you know i I just don't i don't like that at all if you're going to tell the story tell the story don't like make it like you know neat and polished for like you know fucking you know for what but that's just me i don't know if i but i want to hear what what you guys took away from it for sure Everything, everything. Okay, Caleb, just so you, just so you know, I, I do agree with all of that. Um, but Josh's um, skill to just see the good in everything <laughs> is allows me to like, you know, frame it in a different way. Of Brandon, you go real quick. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my thoughts together. Um, yeah, no, uh, I, I can see a lot of that i uh i mean i think the biggest thing is whether eddie redmayne should have done the movie in the first place right yeah i mean that's there's a big argument there where even i think there's articles with him now where he talks about you know whether he would even do it now you know obviously it was five years ago so it was a different landscape but i i don't necessarily know that that's cool 
I mean, people you definitely know? had a problem with it at the time too. And I think like Did didn't they? hadn't hadn't like it's definitely not the same as it would have been if it was announced today for sure. But I yeah. think it was it was like kind of this maybe sort of the start. I think it where it started was when Jared Leto won for Dallas Buyers Club. And everybody right. was like, oh, right. come on, really? And then, like, this movie came out. And then it's like, oh, come on. And then, like, it just kind of kept snowballing from there. Because I know that, yeah. like, when, you know, Jared Leto winning, I think, started the conversation on, like, a... I'm sure that the trans community had already been pissed off for, for a while. <laughs> but, yeah. But, I don't know, you think about, like, in 19... In the late 90s, when uh, Hillary Swank won for Boys Don't Cry, you know? That was seen as very brave. But, um... And then only 20 years later, like 15 years later, it's just like come such a long way. And I do think well, that, like yeah, him. like that's a huge detriment that like no trans people were involved at all. You know, it was, it was directed by Tom Hooper. It was written by a, a woman, a straight woman. Um, one of us, uh, one of the nurses was transgendered. I was reading a, a Variety article before the movie came out about, um, actually I'll get the quote right here. Um, it said, uh, um, something about dance girls. You know, it's it's talking about Hollywood and portrayal of the LGBT community and stuff like that. Um, and then the actress, uh, and one of the actresses in the ensemble, the nurses, uh, said she thinks this will probably be one of the last high-profile transgender roles going to a cisgender actor. Which, for those of you who don't know what cisgender means, it's it's to identify with the gender that you were that you were born with you know i'm a cis we're all cis males here um do you just assume my gender wow okay i knew that was coming i mean you kind of set up the Um, t-ball for me but (laughs) says uh she predicts trans actress rebecca root who portrays one of lily's nurses in the film as more of us come up through the ranks the more likely it will be we'll take these roles no, I mean, but I was talking about like from like a producer's writer director, like you know the head creatives, like sure, yes, no, you know. but like, but that goes into the whole topic of the the woman who wrote the novel American Dirt about the about the experience of immigrants coming to the country, and you know, she got drugged through the mud because she wasn't an like she wasn't a Mexican immigrant coming trying to escape coming to the United States and dealing with the border bullshit that's going on you know what i mean like everybody go we have this like society now that you know unless you have that exact experience unless you're the exact type you you don't know you can't have this role you can't empathize you can't sympath- you can't how dare you write a book you know that's about an experience yeah, but, al- but also own, you, know, you know i think like you have to if you're gonna if you're gonna choose to tell a story that isn't your experience. Like you have to be able to like be willing to like do the research to make it authentic. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't find this story to be authentic. It didn't feel real to me. It, nothing felt truthful. I was also, always conscious. Re- oh, sorry, Brandon. No, no, you know, I agree with you. Even just reading stuff on, on like Wikipedia about the historical accuracy, like, like Gerda wasn't with him at, it wasn't with her when she was having her last operation and death. Like she was with her second husband. So like even that whole, like their love story is kind of bullshit. Well, Love stories bullshit, and like also, yeah. also they uh, they totally whitewashed her too, like because she was like a lesbian or like bisexual, yeah. and like yeah, they totally made her, yeah. And she I don't had know. lesbian erotica paintings, which was like a whole thing, apparently. 
she was a huge artist and they totally gloss over it. I mean, yeah. it, that's the, that's what I'm yeah. saying is they like, they sanitized this story. Like there, I don't see how there's anything respectful about that. I'm not saying Josh that like, uh, uh, that it couldn't have been good. Like, of course not. And like, just because you're not like somebody with certain experiences doesn't mean you can't tell a certain story, but you have to like be willing to like <laughs> do a good job, you know, do your research. Mm -hmm. Which is interesting because, um, the, I think the script or developed like they developed over like what 15 years I think I read yeah. like and so it's it's how I mean Caleb you know like a, a screenwriter I don't know but it's like for 15 years you work on the script you work on the story you have the memoirs you have the book the Danish girl from that one from the guy Eddie what's his face um from the early 2000s based on this whole story and like and then to come up with that, it's like, I guess you have to weigh the, the thing of like trying to get a greenlit versus like, you know, I guess, I guess, I guess, Caleb, you're on the point of view where you'd rather it be a smaller production indie film than a, than a, like a studio oh, produced. Well, listen, like, you know, listen, I, 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 I can't like, you know, I can't like fault business people for making smart business decisions. Like they sanitize the story for a mainstream audience to sell tickets, and that's what happened. But that doesn't mean that I have to Academy Awards. <laughs> that doesn't mean I have to respect it as a piece of art, you know. Like great business moves, but I I didn't think I didn't really enjoy it. And maybe I'm being harsh, but I don't know. I felt I was bothered. I was like uncomfortable while I was watching. Like it felt, you know. First of all, the story felt very rushed in the beginning. Like I didn't none of the discoveries felt organic. I didn't I didn't think that like I, I just didn't believe it. I didn't believe it at all. And, and I'm not, you know, <laughs> I, I, I am conscious that I'm going into this uh, with like an Eddie Redmayne bias. I was upset that he won over Michael Keaton uh, the, the year previously. Um, so I was like, fuck this guy. But like even meeting the movie See, I... on its own terms, <laughs> uh, it's like, I, I have trans Note people in my life. Like I, I don't, I don't want to speak for any trans people. I, that's not my place, but nobody, that I have been friends with or am friends with or have spoken to about their experience has described it. Like in this movie, it's, it, it's, it's like, it is like, they are portraying Lily Einar as crazy, you know, they're, they're the behavior of the character seems more to me of like schizophrenia and like personality disorder. Mm -hmm. Like nobody, like, like, like they have created another personality in Lily rather than like, I identify as like the person I am just in the wrong gender. It's like, no, I have like become a different person. And it, and I think that that is like a fault in the writing that like, that is a failure to like understand the nuance of like what it is to live as a trans person. I think you, you know? also have to, to, you have to take into account the time period too, though. Like I'm sure Whereas this is based in the 1920s where what like where if you go to a doctor because you're not quite sure what's happening to you or like what these thoughts that you're having, you're still trying to discover it. We're like, that's the only thing they could tell you is that you're that you're crazy. That you're no, 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 Josh, I'm, so not, I'm not. That. I'm not. No, listen, think, listen, like, listen, 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 listen. I'm not yes. like I'm not like faulting the in-universe like reaction of the hospital staff like that makes sense to me. What I'm saying is like the narrative, like the way that Eddie Redmayne, so like Einar Lily is like behaving where like it, 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 like it's behaving more like Norman Bates, like dressing up like his mother. Like there were moments where I was like, this feels like a fucking horror movie. Like it, it was bizarre. I like the, 
the layer of narrative, like the layer of fiction I felt was not like, there was like a misunderstanding of like what, mm. like there's like, I don't I feel like myself, but like, I, like I've never met somebody who had to like create an alternate identity, like an, like an alternate personality, like the language being used that was like, no, like I, Lily's here or like, you know, I like Einar's left, I'm here. Like it, it, it was just so like poorly handled Oh, that I yeah, that I no, couldn't I believe it that. at all. Where like when she asked for hit for her husband back for the night or whatever, he's like, I can't. Yeah, I can't help you. Yeah, I, that's that's very multiple personalities esque. Um, I would yeah, say Eddie, to, Eddie did his. Eddie, go ahead, Brandon. I'm sorry. As a, as opposed to it, but being you know a, a part of them or like him or her, like as opposed to exactly. that being one person. Exactly. Exactly. They, yeah, they actively. Right. The the dialogue and the way it was talked about was that it was a split personality. You know, it did seem very uh, odd. You know. Yeah, I can. It I can didn't sit right with me at all. That. Yeah. I and like. I did, yeah. I mean, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say like the, as a result of that, I found it hard to believe like, like I the the movie wanted me to feel bad about what was happening, and I and I obviously did feel bad, but like, you know, the way that the character was was behaving, I didn't think it was outlandish that the doctors would have assumed like that they were kind of losing their mind a little bit because sure. they were literally like the, the character from like in our, from like a dramatic standpoint was written in a way that they were like behaving crazy. And, and I don't want to mm-hmm. like be misconstrued as like being transphobic or, you know, I'm not at all. Uh, I just don't think the material was handled well. And uh, no, I mean, there's, there's a quote here from a transgender writer that says, it's like someone got inspired by a Shakespeare tragedy that combined it with the verbosity of R.L. Stein with the subtlety of Brendan Fraser. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I want, yeah, I want that tattooed on my fucking body. That's amazing. (laughs) But no, that's actually, like, it is just unsubtle. And also, like, their fucking relationship was, was, and I think it's because they fucking totally butchered the Gerda character. You know, like we were saying, they whitewashed that character. But their relationship didn't feel like, you know, I didn't believe their relationship either. And I don't think that's the fault of the actors. I think, like, the actors had chemistry. But it was just so fucking well, unbelievable. Well, you hear a lot of the time that, like, with this movie, the criticism about this movie, nothing, none of the criticism for, from the the actual, the, the acting side of it, it sounded like. It was more of just, like, the story, like you said, and, like, yeah. how they were, the, adapt, the adaptation of it versus, like, you know, the actors can only do what they're given, right? From the director, yeah. from the script, and stuff like I, that, you know? I did want to jump in on that because I was like, I do like Eddie Redmayne, and I like Alicia Vikander, and I thought they were both... I did think they were both fantastic. Like, I did, regardless of everything else, I thought they were both doing great work. I, I like felt, Alicia Vikander, generally. Uh, I didn't think she did a bad job in this. I've I've seen her do better work. I wanted to, to, to bring up then, you know, because we go into this rabbit hole, but, like, how about, because we were both, we all went through the same movement class for three years, and there was a, yeah. I missed, I missed the masculine and feminine project, but you guys went through it. Um, yeah. I felt observing this movie was like a two hour long exploration of how women move and, or being at, be a man, being a cis male, and like discovering his femininity. What do you guys think about that? In terms of that? And I, I feel like that's what the movie was going for, but I didn't see Eddie Redmayne discover anything. Like I didn't see that character discover anything. I think like, I think that like, I mean, they talk about it, how like Einar when, since he was little, 
always felt different and was just kind of like hiding and repressing. And I, so I guess that makes sense, but like everything, you know, like in the first 12 minutes of the movie, you know, they're, they're kind of like, I I don't know. I just didn't, it didn't feel that way to me. I didn't see it happening, but yeah, Brandon, you go ahead. It sounds like you disagree. I, I, I disagree a little bit. Um, I definitely thought they could have done a lot more with it. And I think that, I think that the character or like Eddie Redmayne doing the character started at a place of that femininity already being heightened. There were some moments that I did clock in some of the montages where he's trying on the clothes and stuff where I thought he did some really good subtle work, some subtle realizations in close-ups with his face. So there was some things with that, that I clocked that made me feel that there were some discoveries, but definitely not in the story at all. Yeah. That was just extra stuff that he was layering on, you know? I think the reason he was cast because Eddie Redmayne as an actor, I think has some level of ambiguity to him. Mm-hmm. Like his very angle, he has a very angular face, very feminine face. And, like, you know, long, like, fingers, and, you know, he lost a little bit of weight, I think said 15 pounds, whatever, but, yeah, you know, but he does have these features to him that already implies something a little more effeminate, but I, I, like, this, the whole, like, a role like this, I would enjoy living, because it's like, because we don't, as a society, like, we're men, right, we don't, we don't ever fully, whatever degree you go toward, like, mm-hmm. to dive into it, you know, there is none of this. We don't go to the, like, the nudie booths or whatever and just watch the woman move in a way that's more of, like, I'm going to try and imitate you versus, you know, I'm just here to for my pleasure, right? Like, yeah, I, I did I like that, that scene a lot. That scene was very interesting for me because he, yeah. he was specifically there not, like, he wasn't there for his sexual pleasure, but he was there just because he needed that more exposure of the raw female form. And I thought there were some instances in the movie of of that you know Mm. whether level of success or not um that being said um i want to talk about because it's been brought up before a little bit about types and actors playing different people and things like that and i i think this is a good movie to kind of discuss however long we go or how heated and passionate it gets but about a cis white cisgender male playing a transgendered character i have my thoughts on it and i don't want to speak yet i want to hear from you guys and what you think and this is obviously to to people listening this is a very open very it's not we're thinking of more of like a from a critical standpoint not necessarily like a judgment standpoint or yeah i guess i don't know caleb how should i phrase this (laughs) for the disclaimer it's just I a know. conversation. It's a conversation among friends. Yeah. I mean, you guys right. know what I am going to say already because I'm a fucking angry leftist liberal. But uh, I, I don't know what you're going to say, but I also have pretty strong thoughts on it. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I, uh, I, I think it's voyeuristic. I think that it's uh, ignorant, and you know, you you can take into account like time and everything. Like we were talking about in last episode. Um, with like Prince like beating women <laughs> uh, you know yeah. it's not it's not acceptable and I was you know I'm not defending it at all but I understand in the 80s why it was like not you know why it was in the movie you know why like you know when like yeah I get it I understand why like you know how today it would be viewed very differently than it was back then probably and even back then it was pushing it a little bit like we talked about 
But with yeah, this, I still don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> with something like this, you know, it just because of the type of movie it was that was so clearly made for Oscar bait. It was made to win awards. It was made to kind of be a palatable version of this story for like Hollywood type people to like digest and didn't really do anything to like Mm -hmm. respectfully discuss the situation. Mm -hmm. I mean like trans women and men, but mostly trans women get like murdered every day at like a very high rate. And yeah, you know, the balance of suicide rates up. Like it's it's a t- very it's hard. So to like have it be like a oh what a challenge to like play dress up in this like very like safe environment, and I get to like use it to like exercise my craft, and then I can move away from it and not think about it ever again. This thing that like destroys lives. I don't know. It leaves a very bad taste in my mouth. And I'm not saying that you know Red- Eddie Redmayne or anyone else had ill intention. I'm not saying that at all. I don't think he's a bad person. No. But I, no, I personally, uh, I would never do this, and I don't agree. Uh, I don't think it's, it should be on the table, you know, as as like something that yeah. actors should be able to do. That's my thought. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. And like in you know, a, a exploration for your art is one thing. You can do that at any time. You don't need a multi billion dollar budget to go explore. You know, I, that's as an actually artist. a really good point. That's a really good point. You know what I mean? Um, like we, me, Caleb, me and you in class did gender projects. You know what I mean? We got the opportunity to explore all this you didn't need to get paid whatever five million dollars to do it and on top of that like there's a responsibility as an actor especially now again five years ago was very different or like the awareness i guess is much more here now but there's a responsibility to now not take that role because it should go to somebody who's transgender who's working their ass off to get a role like that yeah so um there's a show on Netflix. Just as go, this is going off what you said, Brandon, because I agree with you. There's mm-hmm. a there's a show on Netflix called Sensate. Uh, it's a really yeah. really good show. I would recommend you people watch it. Uh, everybody listening, but also you too. Uh, it was made by the Wachowskis, uh, so who are actually like male to female trans people. Um, mm-hmm. They they used to be the Wachowski brothers. They made The Matrix. They made Speed Racer. They made Cloud Atlas, and they both transitioned. Uh, and are now women, and they made this show called Sensate, which is exploring all levels of people from all around the world, sexuality and gender. And there's a character uh, called Nomi, who is is male to female trans, who has had the surgery. And her exploration and their discussion of what it is to be trans, again, I don't want to speak for anybody, but to me, it Mm -hmm. seemed like it was coming from a much more authentic place, and it felt real, and it felt respectful, because it was made by trans people. And this, the Danish girl, just like doesn't. It just feels so false to me, and it feels so gross. <laughs> just it was so I, I just couldn't believe what I was watching. And I agree, Brandon. There's um, a difference between like exploring in your own personal life and space and doing what you feel like you need to do as an artist to like accepting a multi million dollar paycheck and like using a blockbuster awards vehicle to do that. I agree with you. Yeah. And, and, and look, the other side of that is like the current state of like my career. If somebody offered me uh, a role like that, it would also be very hard to say no, but at the same time, I'd probably come back and be like, okay, I shouldn't be that person. Is there any other role in this movie that I can play? Can I play the other guy? You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's <laughs> just, it's, it's just a tough can thing. I, it's like, <laughs> I, um, I, uh, this is, it's hard because, the you know a lot of you know 
transgender actors that you see portrayed like you know orange is the new black and um sense i guess you know and things like that it's they've already transitioned right so they've they're already you know they've always you know male to female right they're, they're a woman stuck in a man's body they have the surgery they're now full-fledged woman casting a trend like a transgendered actor you'd have to cast somebody early transition like early uh who's still discovering that because what you get is like once you have the surgery and once you have, you know, if you have chest implants or whatever, or you take start taking the the pill, like the estrogen, the the hormones and stuff. You know, you can't you can't be, you know, let's for for sake uh, sake of argument, the the character that Eddie Redmayne played, Lily, you can't accurately portray the the male trying to so like, then why can eddie redmayne accurately yeah. portray the female that doesn't because make any yeah, sense because I... he's, because he's a, no no guys because because he's a male okay right? but if the was, character if he was a, are if he was still... a transgender actor they've already transitioned for the most part okay, they, but they, so then they're they a female so, so it's just would... the then it's just the opposite way of a female playing a man i don't understand how that's story different. because because whether or not how depending on how far they transitioned why would why would a, a transgender a male to female transgendered actress why would they want to go back and becoming a a boy for the sake of like a story why don't like what I think what I'm trying to get at and what I think is that I think nowadays like when scripts are being written roles are being written like just have more characters who just happen to be transgendered and tell different stories I think it's hard. I mean, Not well, I agree. Have... I agree with that statement, but I, I really disagree with what you're saying, Josh, because I don't think that like there. Yeah. I don't think how it, I don't see how it's different from like Eddie Redmayne, who hasn't transitioned at all, and who yeah. is who is playing like a, a post-operation female at the end of the movie. I don't see how it's different. I don't see why like a somebody who has literally lived through that experience and an actor that like you're supposed to be able to like get in touch with your past emotional and physical traumas to like. Be able to like tap into that. I don't see how that's difficult at all. I'm just also, saying, like, if, the... you're ta- no, Sorry, ahead, if, if you're if you're talking just look wise, right? Uh, I mean, we can make people look like aliens, and like we can, you know what I mean? Like, there's so, they can make people look 20 years older, 20 years younger. Like, I'm sure they could figure that out. Just like them making Eddie Redmayne look like a transitioned woman at the end of it, right? It's just but going they, the other they, way. Just, they just they just cover him up and just put some pale. Like they have his hair grow out and stuff like that. Like that's not that's not computer generated effects. What you're talking about is taking somebody who's fully transitioned into a woman and saying, "Hey, do you want to tell this story for when you were a when you were a man transition transitioning into a woman?" Sure, let's let's compress your chest. Let's make let's CGI chest hair back onto you. You know, let's cut your hair. Let's give you a beard. Like that's that's just so much more work. To tell a story that what it like do we know that the actors like you know that's why i say like it's it's funny because it's like five years ago like yes they could have cast somebody else but they also could have casted gay men for brokeback mountain you know but they didn't they wanted to go again for the for the easy hollywood credit or whatever but i just think it's 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 interesting it's an interesting topic and especially for discussion is that what you're saying is that you can only tell stories that you have only your own personal experience in. So you're taking away the acting is what I'm getting. Uh, no, dude, that's, I think no, you're playing devil's no. advocate a little bit. <laughs> you know, I've, <laughs> no, never, I've, never a, I've never been a police officer, but I wouldn't think it was problematic that I like, you know, act as a police officer. You're talking about yeah. a very specific, like set of circumstances that people who choose 
to engage, not choose, that's the wrong framing. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that word, but people who live their lives this way and have this experience, you know, it's very different, you know, with yeah, and back, for me, it's about, it's about in. representation. It's yeah, about exactly. representation, right? Like it's the same reason why I, I wouldn't take a role that was meant for an African-American person. Well, you wouldn't be offered a role for an African-American person. But 20 years ago, I might've been, you know what I mean? And I think it's the same thing. Okay. It's the same level for sure. I don't, I don't think that, uh, that that's like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, I think that this is this is great. This is why we have this. this I love it. I love work. that. We um, I love it. But you're saying like I can't play a straight character. Oh, that's not what I'm saying. Not at all. Not no, at no, all. But that's no there's, there's that. more straight guys guys out there. Like if Caleb and I were up for the same role, they would cast. You're saying to rip? I'm just kidding. That this is like an awful example because like I don't think Josh you know, and I would have been like, <laughs> I'm arguing, Caleb. You know, you know, straight men need more representation. No, I I get it, guys. I, I mean, it. like I get that. But what I'm saying is that I guess we have to like, you have your friends, we have actors who are transgender and there were like with Pose, I thought Pose was a brilliant vehicle for transgendered um, actors. And, but that's the thing is like those characters were themselves already transitioned actors or like uh, characters, you know what I mean? So there wasn't this, this they used their own experiences to portray accurately what this is back in the eighties or whatever in New York and Harlem or whatever they were the Bronx, you know, I think what that, we're think saying that, though. Yeah. I think what we're yeah. saying though, cause I agree with you and we're talking about a very specific thing. When we're talking about a movie of somebody transitioning, which I understand, but like, I think what we're talking about is had you taken a transgender actor or actress and put them in this role, then they're an international superstar, right? Possibly getting nominated been, for Academy Award. As successful as it was. Totally you know? possible as well. But at some point, I think that's the idea, right? True. It's sure. to have that representation where, uh, you know, Eddie Redmayne doing it great. You know, it's, it's, it's beautiful art. I thought he did great work, but it doesn't help anybody in the community. He did. He did say that he like spent two years doing research on it and like talking. No, no I don't, I don't mean him trans- personally. Like doing the work on the role. You yeah, know, no, like, I don't mean he, him he personally. He tried his own personal you know, him with inside the the project and stuff did his work to hopefully attempt to to do his best at portraying. Right. No, play. no, a hundred percent. I'm not taking anything you against know. Eddie Redmayne at all. I just mean like in the same way how you're talking about Pose, which Pose was a show that was made because Orange is the New Black, you know, had a bunch of transgender people in it and, and you know, it's it's an it's an evolution. And that would have just been a really big push for it it's nothing against Eddie mm-hmm. Redmayne it's a very tough decision to make it's just now five years later I think it's a little easier right like sure. if I got offered that role I'd be like this is a bad idea this should go to somebody who then would you would you cast with it. would you cast a uh, male to female or female to male I don't know I'd have to do I'd have to, to have tell, a lot of conversations this, with a lot of people tell, I don't know well to tell this story I'm, I'm talking about in terms of in terms of type in terms of gender assignment in terms of like who they identify as, you know what I mean. Like if you transition to a to a female, you identify as a female. You would you would be an actress. You would be, or a a female actor. You would you would go for the the women roles. You wouldn't go for a a, a man who's discovering his, you know, that he was re- he was assigned a different gender. Yeah, but know, Josh, that, really but that's literally what that's something that you went through. <laughs> if that's the case. Like who better than to portray that, you yeah. know? 
I don't I don't understand why you're getting so hung up on this. I know. I guess I re- appreciated the the real time shots of him, you know, like tucking his dick between his legs and seeing what he would look like as a family, like turning his body a certain way and like figuring that out. Like if you've had the surgery, that there is none of that. You know, there is that no. Like the emotionality, but there's like such the a thing as prosthetics, <laughs> right? That's why I'm you saying know? more work. You can, yes, yes, you'd have to do a lot more work post production and things like that to make it look that, you know. But there's, but there's also you go into the whole like empathy thing, and you know, it's like I don't know. I just, it's, I love that we're agreeing to disagree, and like I'm on the same page as you guys. That's like the funny thing is that like I totally get it. I'm just coming at it from, I guess, a different mindset, obviously to. I don't know. It's I mean, I it's, should, I should stop saying that because you know when we say I don't know, it's more of a deflection. It's not like, you know, I'm going to put a period on this thought. <laughs> I mean, it's about trying to. I think it's about trying to get to a point where every actor, or actress, regardless of gender, race, sexuality, whatever, is on the same page. Yeah, I mean, like has the same opportunities. That's that's the goal at the end of the day, and that's very easy for me to say as like a straight white male. You know what I mean? But that's, I think that's the goal at the end of the day. I mean, me and you have had conversations before where I've come to you and be like, hey, is this weird that I'm playing a gay character? Like, is this, you know what I mean? And you've said to yeah. me multiple times, like, no, not, as long as you're not being a dick about it, <laughs> like, as long as you're doing <laughs> it genuinely. And I'm like, thank you. That's actually very helpful. You know what I mean? And like, I've seen you play straight characters all the freaking time. You know, and that's, mean, that, that's yeah. totally in our pocket in the way it should be. But we're not going to play, you know, we're not going to play, uh, characters that were actively written for african-american people because it's just taking away for no reason you know what i mean where i don't think it's the same for sexuality you know what i mean i don't think that's the same uh, i don't think it's I the same say, issue again, uh gender i think i think what we're talking about is gender because sexual orientation and gender no no, no i'm uh, talking about I'm, I'm talking about i'm talking about sexual orientation now because like you mentioned like playing straight guys or gay, gay people and i don't think there's i don't think I think that's a totally different thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. That's what well, I'm saying. I think it's I think it's a different thing. It doesn't affect like the way you look outwardly at all. Like it's not it's 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 your own that's a, a personal thing for everybody. Obviously representation is super important as well. Mm-hmm. But I just think it's a different it's a different thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I think I think what we're kind of getting at is that we need more projects, we need more written scripts, Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> make more content well but i don't um, know but, but have is, you guys seen is, fucking uh tangerine do you guys know what tangerine is no no it's a movie that came out a few years ago uh that is about trans people starring trans people and it was filmed on like a fucking iphone 7 and it like won a bunch of awards at sundance you know nice. that sounds awesome. so so the fact that you know what we were yeah like i'm sure that if the danish girl didn't have like oscar winner eddie redmayne which actually you know what he didn't he hadn't won the oscar at the time he was cast so you know, there's that, but um, yeah, I think Tom approached him during like Les Mis or something. You know, being like, "Hey, listen, I think you'd be good for this role." Less Mis, he saw him but I was, Viola but I was just saying that like, it's very big. There is precedent, uh, you know, for like a, a massive successful movie that's like about and starring trans people. Um, I, so I think I, that like I, I the tide is changing. Absolutely, yeah. I'm. You know, and I think that we've hit on a lot of like great things because it's it's something to like really think about in terms of art artistry and acting and in this this idea like it's it's so fun to like hit on because you know our 
I'd like to say real quick about just like us being passionate about something and like a way, you know, like this rep- representation thing, you know, it's, we're, we're so, we're so, uh, used to, or like, we're so driven by this whole, like, no, you know, don't speak out, don't speak up, you know, just kind of go with it and find our way in. And when we get powerful enough, I guess, we'll then make a project that'll change the tide. But I think it's really good that we talk about this kind of stuff because we do have very valid points that we've hit and i think it's i don't know it's good to talk about because i don't think it's talked about enough to be honest yeah Yeah, um, i agree and and i think it's it's not like a it's not like a blanket statement like you were saying before right where it's like every situation's different you know what i mean yeah for sure i also don't know if we're necessarily you know the people to make a definitive claim on it or whatever yeah you know i don't want to speak for anybody (laughs) but i agree with you I think it's about I think it's about speaking for yourself, right? We are actors. We are in the business. Like we do have to make these choices for ourselves at at some points, and that's I think that's the best way to look at it. Is you know what are you what are you personally comfortable with? You know yeah. what do you think is right? And for me, like I don't think it it's it's right at this point to take those roles. Um, maybe twenty years from now, when everybody's on the same page and everybody's getting roles and everybody's doing everything, who knows? Maybe uh, maybe representation is at its fullest in twenty years, and everybody everything opens up, and everybody can do everything. But that's not the way it is right now, unfortunately. You know, maybe. I mean, who can who can who knows the future? But yeah, I agree with you ultimately that it's uh, yeah. you know up to the individual to make responsible and ethical choices. Right. Well, and I guess, and then I guess, you know, let's say you you how you get put in that you know between that rock and that hard place of taking a role that will help you in your career or that you that it's 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 an honest to god exploration just a challenge for you and you think you want to try and do it justice you know that you also as an actor you have i guess i don't know what the the hierarchy is but you know to like challenge the director and be like hey listen i've i've done my research i've talked to these people i've you know I, i i don't i'm reading this scene and i just don't think like this is okay you know like there could be that kind of fight for it too, you know, but, yeah. um, but that's, who knows, you know, I'm hoping. Here's my, that... here's my take on that. I think that yeah. like, you know, if I'm Scarlett Johansson and the entire internet is telling me not to do something cause it's disrespectful. <laughs> and then I turn around and go and bitch about it on the internet, then I'm an asshole, you know? <laughs> but if like but if it's a situation like i don't know i i can't think of an example because i I don't think there is one but if like it was like yeah. hey like this is what you know this person you know caleb john cushing is going to be cast as this part uh and like you know people are quiet about it or they're like oh like you know if no one's decrying it as a bad thing then it's different and maybe i would consider it and talk with the director and see what was going on you know but if it, but if enough yeah. people if enough people from the marginalized community are telling me not to do it because it's disrespectful, I'm not going to do it. I don't want to piss people off. I don't want to be disrespectful. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. Definitely. But Can we talk about Tom Hooper for a second. <laughs> Who's yeah, Tom like Hooper? The, the director. director. Uh, he directed. What else this has was, he done? Well, I'll tell you, Brandon. <laughs> I actually had the same moment yesterday when I was watching it. I was like, "Let me see what Tom Hooper's done." I was like, "Oh." No, no, no. So listen, we, we got we to gotta go through the journey, the artistic journey yeah, that's true. Okay. of Tom Hooper. So he started out as a, as a TV director, right? Did a lot, of, uh, right. a lot of stuff for television. His first, I would say, his big, his big breakout in 2010 was he directed The King's Speech. 
which, I love uh, that. It's pretty pretty sick movie. Yeah, no, it's That's it's another? a good it's a good movie. I, I I think that you know I have my issues with it, but um, it's really good. And then he direct he goes on to direct Les Mis, which is something called Les Miserables. <laughs> well, yeah, Les Miserables, uh, which is less uh, successful. <laughs> we'll say he comes on to do uh, the Danish Girl. Okay, you know Pete, we mm-hmm. we've had our opinions about it. Uh, but you know, it, it seemed to do reasonably well. Oh no! <laughs> I see where this is going. Wait, oh wait, no! Um, and last year, last year he directs uh, Cats, <laughs> the movie oh. Cats, which wow. oh god, uh, I don't know, I don't shit. know if you guys have seen, uh, but no. holy no. shit, it's worth it. It's worth it to see the depths of humanity. And how, cool. <laughs> and how miserable and like and like I don't know. It's it's a it's a fucking nightmare. And I'm oh, not I surprised. I think I see that on Instagram every day. Actually, <laughs> it's, it's truly people just are freaking out and have been freaking out about that movie, like in an insane way. Like, uh, holy we're shit! We're gonna do an episode now. Thanks, Caleb. I mean, we should. <laughs> uh, I I'm not gonna suggest it, but if if one of you guys wants to, I won't stop you. It's 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 truly it's truly bizarre from like every. I, mean, I, I genuinely, I genuinely think we should wait to do that one until we have better mics and stuff because that's going to be an experience. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's you know fair. what I mean. Yeah, totally. I totally agree. <laughs> it is it is interesting though, like the King Speech, right? Like just real quick, because I, I know where we've gone over, like a terrible, like a, a wonderfully full uh, episode, but you know, coming from another kind of instance of like having an actor play somebody who has a speech impediment and, you know, having to accurately portray, you know, stuttering. And I remember when that movie came out, I was in college and I remember getting, liking it because both my brother, my twin brother and my dad severely stutter. And so I just grew up with that in my life. And like, it's hard to see actors stutter on TV, films, theater, especially, you know, because a lot of the times, what, what people think stuttering is and how it comes about is not true. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. but you also, it's funny because my brother did a play in college. Uh, speech therapists use their own scenes as ways to help people not stutter, you know? So, it's a very interesting. That's a complete That's very discussion. Common. But, um, but yeah, it's very interesting that he did King's Speech as well as the Danish Girl. You know, we can kind of have parallel conversations about both. Although I mean, he only he only fun, wants but... to do Oscar movies. He only wants to do prestige movies <laughs> like Cats. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I personally, I would love to do Oscar movies. I'm not faulting you for that. That would be great. No, I mean, there's a difference between doing <laughs> like a movie that wins Oscars because it's good, and then like a movie that's kind of designed by committee in like with right. the end goal of like winning like Hollywood awards. And that's what I'm right. saying. All of Tom like Hooper's movies. Shut the fuck up, you asshole. <laughs> no, no, what I'm saying is that remember I told you, I told you it's such it's so nice to see a movie that's just made because of the love of filmmaking, not because he wants to sell a lot of you know, sell a lot of tickets and make a lot of money. Like you could tell that oh. I thought you were Parasite. I thought you were joking that Parasite was made by committee. <laughs> no, I thought it was okay. that it swept the Oscars because it is it's an art it's an artfully done movie that wasn't gunning for wasn't gunning for the awards, wasn't gunning it was just people that just love making films so uh, historic 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 cool um, um loved it i love you guys any last uh <laughs> any last thoughts on the danish girl 
Uh, no, I, I don't have anything else to say. I just thought it was poorly done in poor taste. What would you guys rate it? Well, after Caleb's gotten my head, um, <laughs> okay. um, I would, you know, you know, you guys go first. I'm giving it 3.5 at the Red Mains. Out of five. <laughs> I was going to go paintings. Or trees. Uh, and trees, because he paints those five trees. 3.5 fantastical beasts out of five. I, uh, I'm going to give it two out of five. I'll probably, I'm probably going to give it a four, just because... Uh, yeah, no, I'm just giving it a four. You know, it's moving. I, artistic, I, I, that's my opinion on it. I'm not going to yeah, say anything. You don't have to yeah, you heard it. You heard it here first, folks. Josh is anti-LGBT. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> no, it's your opinion. Uh, before I pick my next movie, I have a quick question. Do you guys have Disney Plus? Do yes. Okay, perfect. Then I know, exa- I know the exactly movie, what it is. We're watching. We're watching Miracle, the hockey oh, movie. Oh no! <laughs> uh, we've already. I've, I've seen it already. Not in a long time, but yeah, no, okay, then you can. Yeah. I'll, um. Yeah. But yeah. It's okay, up to miracle. you guys. It's either miracle or any given Sunday. The football oh, miracle. Movie. One miracle. of the two. I would rather yeah, watch miracle. miracle. I need. I need to feel <laughs> yeah, we're switching USA versus Russia. Yeah, and uh, then we're gonna have a whole conversation about Canada versus the USA. It's gonna be a whole thing. <laughs> a whole. Yeah. Get ready, motherfucker. Uh, do you know? Do you know what it's? Uh, came out in two thousand and four, right? Four. Yeah. Oh, it's over yeah, two hours. Two thousand four. No, it's I'm a excited. Good movie, man. It's a I'm good excited. Movie. Uh, I I'm haven't. Sure, like, I, I actually don't. I think I've. Only, I think this is one of those movies that like I've only seen like on TV. Like I don't think I've like sat yeah, down to watch it. It's 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 easy. That's what I was going for. This choice after uh, you know <laughs> the Danish Girl and Purple Rain, I was going with something easy that uh, everybody can enjoy. Perfect. Um, with zero women beating, so that's a great plus after Purple Rain. I'm gonna laugh really hard, like if like maybe you haven't seen this in a while, and there's just like a scene where Kurt Russell just <laughs> beats the shit. Happens. No, 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 that doesn't happen. I'm pretty sure Russell just drinks I'm a like... whole forty and beats the shit out of Patricia Clarkson on the ice. <laughs> wow. What? What was she in recently? I'm trying to think because she's Clarkson? amazing. But I'm trying. To... Uh, yeah, she was in, was like she in. Wasn't she in? Wasn't she in the act? Or no, that's a different yeah, person. Yeah, that's not what I'm. No, she oh, was you know what a... I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of her in Parks and Rec as Ron's mom. That's what I'm thinking of. Or no, oh, sure. Ron's Ron's. Sorry, not Ron's mom. Ron's first step. Yeah, ta- uh, Tammy one. Right? First, uh, uh, Tam- first ex wife. She was Tammy one. She's Tammy one. Yeah, she's yeah. Tammy one. Yeah. Um, All right, boys. Yeah. Um, because we have to we have to wrap up the episode officially. So I'm just gonna. That's everything we had on the Danish girl. I would like to. Uh, so we have the miracle next time. Thank you, Brandon. Just miracle, Josh. Just, just, mm-hmm. just miracle. Drop the the. Drop the the. Uh, it's cleaner. So, so miracle. Done. <laughs> <laughs> um, just kidding. We have miracle next time. So, thanks for listening, guys. That is uh, three affairs on the Danish girl. Da, 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 da.